Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Connor Hogan, PhD. You're welcome to The Doc Connor Show. What a large assortment of well-being we have in this podcast. Firstly, imagine more success in well-being, because often people think it's a pretty negative topic. Investing time and money into your well-being. Aha, if you can get success, why not invest? Living or dying for well-being, mental health and our well-being, and then seeing is believing before well-being and hormones and your body, and your spine, and it being a skill, as well as the written word, are all read out in this podcast on my blogs on well-being. Now, if you want more of a conversational podcast rather than me reading out my blogs, then there are plenty others on docconnor.com. Thanks for listening so far, and I really hope you enjoy this first one. Imagine more success in well-being. 29th November, 2018. Imagine was a great song sang by the late John Lennon. The Beatles legend was heralded for his ability to capture a listener's mind with his poetic lyrics and soft voice. The song Imagine hit the charts with a bang and became an all-time great song. Talk to just about anyone from any generation and with any musical genre of interest and they will probably admit that there is one of Lennon's songs that really speaks to them personally. The class of this man meant that he was always going to have success in life and with his musical prowess he did. Lots of it. Still, his well-being took a tumble as a very young man because he died with so much more to give to this world. Recently, I was asked to participate in a talk show. After a lot of getting used to time differences and communication, eventually I was able to get in touch with the show's presenters, Cindy Hendricks and Thomas Hines. Both people are very talented and wonderful communicators. Cindy is a phenomenal author of 12 books in just five years, while Thomas is a voice coach and entrepreneur. Both asked me many questions about well-being in general, and were also witty enough to see the funnier side of life. The talk was 52 minutes long in all, and can be accessed at the following link within this site. Their podcast is called Imagine More Success, and thanks to the inspiration of John Lennon and the communication of these two co-presenters, I did. You can access this on my blog link on docconnor.com under the blog Imagine More Success in Wellbeing or go to blogtalkradio.com slash thewellnesscoach or rhgtvnetwork.com slash media 329232. Investing time and money into your well-being. 13th August 2018 Investing time and money into one's well-being can seem like a waste of good productivity. Often, saving for that car, the house, the holiday, or even more short-term things 
like a piece of furniture, a new phone, or just getting out and about can seem far more appealing and will not only give you something that can be touched and reused, but will allow you to have something that will give you a short-term relief from the ups and downs of it all. Yet, by beginning to understand that having a proper mindset and ignoring the fact that well-being needs to be something that must be felt and tangible is a huge step to realising its overall importance. In a world where productivity, costs and convenience rules are almost every choice, we need to begin to look at things a little differently. If we are to truly strive and survive in a better way than our ancestors did, having something in hand is a possession and though it may give us a short-term enjoyment, entertainment and an unfulfilled sense of self, it is nothing that will really improve our feelings of wellness or bring us to a greater appreciation or feeling of overall bliss in life. Rather, simple things like taking time out and spending time with friends can give us a greater sense of purpose and provide us with a new pleasure and a refined mindset which will recharge our batteries and get us all set to face another day. Living or dying for well-being. 15th November 2018 November is the month for the dead. November 1st is named All Saints Day and this is supposed to be a tribute to all the saints. The very next day, November 2nd, is All Souls Day. This is dedicated to praying for the dead. Yet, each November comes and goes, and though we may pray for those that have passed, or, if we are not that religious, we may just cast a wondering thought as to why the month is dedicated to the dead that have passed from this life and to wherever they are next. Whether or not we are of a religious persuasion really does not matter when we stop and ponder, if only momentarily, after hearing of the fact that the second last month of the year is dedicated to the dead. Once we either give up our prayer or wonder at the oddness of such a month, we soon carry on with our day-to-day -day routine. Perhaps though, during the month of November, once we realise of it being the month that it is, we can begin to react positively in the knowing that we are still here ourselves, alive and well in the present, and that life should be lived to the fullest of our potential well-being. Mental health and our well-being. 15th of May 2018. Mental health is a very important issue for all our well-being. Someone's mental health can be challenged in many ways and within a very short time period their whole mind can be at risk of long-term mental illness. Being around the right people at times during such stressful periods for our mental health is pivotal to our overall wellness as there are trained people available to understand when these pressures arise. Then there are also those that have the patience and understanding or may just be in a better place in their life and in so being can sometimes quite easily notice when someone or something is a bit off or up with them. As children, quite often the vast majority of time is spent either at home or in school, 
although the primary educator of the child is the family home, schools are professional educators and hold a social responsibility to teach to the best of their professional ability. In the United Kingdom of late, there has been a notable increase in the amount of mental health referrals, and this is of interest to all in the Western world. Being connected to people, whether they are feeling unwell or not, is a natural aspect of life that we all experience on a day-to-day basis. With that in mind, it is wise for all of our well-being to be aware when such issues in mental health referrals come on stream so that we can be there for someone and so that we can look out for the future of our children. Here is a linked article on the issue in mental health referrals www.theguardian.com article entitled Mental Health Referrals in English Schools Rise Sharply on the 14th of May 2018 Mental Health and Wellbeing 18th September 2018 Next month my second chapter will be out in the second book that I'm delighted to be co-authoring The first book was entitled Mental Health for Millennials and this second book is a second book in what will turn out to be a series of books entitled Mental Health for Millennials. In the first book, I concentrated on the issue of human friendship. There, I looked at definitions for friendship and made comparisons to how people used to make and sustain friendships in the past with that of the modern-day millennial culture. In this next chapter, I will look at how people are relating to one another The chapter will be about how the concept of selflessness exists in the modern day. As the way people make and sustain friends has now changed in the modern day, the next logical thing that I've decided to look at is how people relate to one another. Within millennials' relationships, I've chosen to look at how and if millennials are acting selflessly or not to others. On the 10th of October, the book will be presented and spoken about by all the chapter's authors to many millennials in the National University of Ireland, Galway. Seeing is believing, 7th April 2018. Over the past few years in Ireland, things have changed. Some would say things have changed for the better and some would disagree with this statement. Being able to discuss like adults is one thing we can all do, but what if you're a child and you don't have the ability to discuss or have the knowledge on how some of these many changes can actually benefit you. If only all of us adults knew about these positive proactive changes so that we could look out for the benefits for our children. The Irish Society of Prevention to Cruelty to Children, ISPCC, makes all of us aware of some positive changes that we can make in our own lives at present as adults. These changes will help children also. The ISPCC remind to us to start to teach children simple and useful things such as helpful phone numbers and how giving them guidance on everyday things such as crossing the road help us all. In all, there are only 11 bullet points And in essence, these bullet points refer to how we as adults can use our five senses more wisely to look out for children. 
For the full article, it is available on the ISPCC web link entitled Keeping Children Safe in Public Places. Wellbeing and Hormones, 24th August 2018. There was a time in the not too distant past where men used to get confused about the fairer sex. In fact, you could say this is still the case. Still, there was a time, and in some quarters they may still be, where men look up to the heavens when they get all too confused about the fair sex and chant, ah, women and their hormones. In some ways, this is very true. If a man does not understand the woman, and if the two are disagreeing on certain issues, then the male can often get himself into a quandary and utter those words in disgust. That said, though, quite often women will say they don't understand men in a similar manner. Let's face it, often two people from the opposite of sex have a falling out or misunderstanding. If a woman does not understand a man, it's rare that she will close her eyes and scream to the skies, ah, men and their hormones. But maybe she should. After all, we all have hormones. Hormones are things that need to be in balance for our well-being to be in check. So the next time you fall out with the better half, wonder, is it just me? Well-being and hormones, 24th August 2018. There was a time in the not too distant past where men used to get confused about the fairer sex. In fact, you could say this is still the case. Still, there was a time, and in some quarters they may still be, where men look up to the heavens when they get all too confused about the fair sex and chant, ah, women and their hormones. In some ways, this is very true. If a man does not understand the woman, and if the two are disagreeing on certain issues, then the male can often get himself into a quandary and utter those words in disgust. That said, though, quite often women will say they don't understand men in a similar manner. Let's face it. Often two people, from the opposite of sex, have a falling out or misunderstanding. If a woman does not understand a man, it's rare that she will close her eyes and scream to the skies, ah, men and their hormones. But maybe she should. After all, we all have hormones. Hormones are things that need to be in balance for our well-being to be in check. So the next time you fall out with the better half, wonder, is it just me? Well-being and your body. 11th of April, 2018. The phrase, healthy body is a healthy mind, often comes to the tip of our tongues when we begin to think of our mind and our body. Still, this age-old phrase is still so true. Despite the technological advancements that we all carry around in our pockets on a daily basis, allowing us to be connected across the globe in milliseconds, our bodies often become disconnected from our minds. When we consider well-being as an issue, and then we assess our own personal well-being, we never quite think of how our daily bodily journey affects it. Our minds are one thing and our body is another thing. Many of us just think this way about ourselves. However, our minds are emotional beings and our bodies are interconnected with this being as closely as our hand is connected with our arm or our foot with our leg. 
perhaps the next time we think of our well-being, we can give ourselves a helping hand and accept that a healthy body can actually lead to a healthy mind. Else, with regard to our overall well-being, we may actually be putting our foot into it. Well-being for your spine. 24th of January, 2019. Have you ever wondered why the spine is so important? If you're wondering, then you can find out a lot more by discovering the variety of spinal issues that people face, how certain people have overcome these issues, and how these people have gone on to achieve great things in life in spite of their problems. Believe it or not, although back pain can be one of the most debilitating pain that a person can experience, there can also be ways to rid a person of this pain too. Learning about these ways are crucial so as to avoid common mistakes that many people make when they first get a backache. Over the past few months and for the next few months, there will be a series of blogs published about well-known and celebrity people from the world of sport, show business, music, television, movies and beyond who have suffered several different spinal conditions, diseases and deformities. In these publications, I will emphasize the ups and downs that these people have experienced with their pains and address how they attempted to rid themselves of their problems. If you would like to read these publications, you can go to the Book Hub Publishing website, bookhubpublishing.com slash blog, where you will see a variety of celebrities already written about. Well-being is a skill. 26th February 2019. There are skilled footballers, there are skilled dancers, there are skilled actors. After all, it is the week that Oscars have been handed out. Many things in life are a skill. From the moment we enter the world, we are learning skills. We learn how to stand, we learn how to walk, we learn how to talk. Talking is taught by parents, and it is this sweet Google Gaga that we utter when we are so young that eventually turns into little words that our parents find so interesting. By the time we enter childhood, we are in school and have spent a whole day's work learning a variety of subjects. By the time we hit adolescence, we are learning to get out and about, as well as studying for academics. By our early 20s, we are combining all our useful skills to become productive members of a society. Still, we are learning new skills. New jobs demand new training and new economic adaptations dictate our skills changing too. All of the skills we learn revolve around people in some shape or form. Life is about interacting with people and in commerce, there is a basic demand and supply that is adhered to in order to provide market and sell a product. For example, consumerism then feeds our moods and with that we often interact and tell people we are closest to about our new purchase. When life skills demand develop, we go with them, but when they alter in a way that impinges on other basic needs such as real human interaction, then we need to relearn the skills that we once learned when we were quite young. 
Simple human interaction is a basic need and a skill that by having it is a very welcome entry into our well-being. Here's a look at what Google are doing to promote this. You can check it out on techrepublic.com articles, Google's digital well-being, an important tool for limiting your screen time. Well-being with the written word, 21st of May, 2019. People wonder how to be well. Often people ask me how best to do something for themselves that is simple, easy, and aids their well-being. A simple answer is to express yourself. Too often we get stuck in a rut of the day, to day ground, hog living, of humdum routine. Sure, it is life, but it's not the only way of living. Yes, we need to do things every day in order to keep the wolf from the door. Things like going to work and making our meals are essential elements of a routine that in many ways we just can't change. But then there are things that we can change. Rather than making an overall overhaul of our lives, we can reintroduce simple things into our life. One of those simple things is to express ourselves. By expressing ourselves, we are letting off steam and creatively doing something new for ourselves and for no one else. A very simple and cost-free way to start is by writing. Why not have a try? Writing is a skill. Perhaps writing something long is too overwhelming, so why not try something much shorter, like an essay? And before you write, for now, just plan it. Here's the audio of a video that I have on my YouTube channel. It's enabled to help the would-be writer to understand how to plan for writing. Entitled, Essay Planning, How To, or How To Essay Plan, more like it. Is how to write an essay. Well, first off, it's really how to plan an essay, isn't it? The writing is a whole different genre. And if we're talking about any genre, we're talking about how to plan the essay. Well, there is three answers to that, but in those three, before we get to the very end of the video, if we can, please, and before we subscribe, that'd be great. But uh, before we get there, we're talking about three things. And the three things, very simply put, are beginning, middle, and end. So what is the beginning then of an essay? You've got to pique interest. You really need to pique interest with somebody. You need to get their inquisitiveness level up, their curiosity. What is it that we're talking about here? So let's give an example. Let's give an example of the story of my life. Whoa, that's incredible. Who are you? Who are you to be interesting? Who am I to be interesting? Nobody is really interesting until we pique their interest. So the story of my life could be, for example, the first paragraph. All right, let's take the first paragraph as really capturing a person's imagination. So if we ask or put down, say, a simple line like, it all started in the end, full stop. Whoa, what a powerful line. How could something start in the end? Well, what was the end? Well, it could be the end of life. It could be, I mean, it's, it's showing the title as being the story or my story of life and whatever. It all started in the end is the first sentence. What a powerful sentence. 
So what is the end? The curiosity is wet straight away. Now, you can go on in the next few lines and finish that paragraph and never mention the end. And they might be thinking, maybe it's at the end of the page here. So I'll keep reading to the end of the page. At which time, you might be at the end of your start in that essay. So your start might be one page. Your middle bit might be the second page. And your third bit might be essentially the end of the conclusion of your essay. That's where you might actually hit the end. You might talk about the end of your life was where you started reminiscing or thinking about when you were young and stuff. So essentially, that's it. There is imagination. That's how you can go start, middle, end, and how you can begin to plan to write an essay of any topic. It's been a blast. A blast of well-being. You've just listened to Imagine More Success in Well-Being. Investing time and money into your well-being, living or dying, and our well-being, mental health and well-being, seeing is believing, well-being and hormones, your body, your spine, and it being a skill, as well as the skill of the written word. So, I'm delighted that you've listened. I urge you to subscribe. There are plenty more podcasts to come. Well, until next time. Thanks and have a wonderful day.